This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Thursday morning, February the 9th, 2023. Boy, we got some mild weather out here. It's going to get up to 66 today. It's wintertime in the Midwest, but we got a lot of rain coming down. Rain and wind. 55 mile an hour winds today. Got to make sure you got your lawn furniture tied down. But hey, it's nice and toasty inside. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. Hope you're having a great week. These are your top five headlines for this Thursday. Let's start off with headline number five. Report. Biden authorized destruction of Nord Stream Pipeline. Daily Mail. Specialized U.S. Navy diving teams carried out the bombing attack against the underwater Nord Stream Pipelines, which supply Russia gas to Western Europe during a top-secret mission overseen by President Joe Biden, a bombshell report claims. Divers planted C-4 explosives on three Nord Stream pipelines in June of 2022, which were detonated three months later using a sonar buoy, which broadcast a signal that triggered the bombs. The attack was carried out in response to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and designed to force Germany and other European nations to end their reliance on Russian gas. It is claimed. Charlie Kirk So Biden authorized the destruction of Nord Stream Pipeline, lies about it, blames Russia, and then demands billions of dollars more from Congress to fight a proxy war in Ukraine that he just escalated. All right, so there's a lot of questions going on here. We have the Hunter-Biden relationship to the Ukrainians going all the way back to the Trump administration. We have Biden's comments about the prosecutor that was looking into his son and paying billions of dollars if they fired the prosecutor. You have a lot of compromise by Joe Biden in this region, and it just sets off a lot of red flags to what his relationship is with the Ukrainian government and how all these pieces fit together. Joe Biden is not the smartest tool in the shed, but at the same time, you have to really question what his motives are in this proxy war. There are definitely two sides to the story, and you have the communist expansionism, but at the same time you have a very corrupt country with the oligarchs being known to roll the U.S. and to take large sums of money for their own self-centered motivations. So this is just another example of what's going on. Is it really just designed to create more of a war machine? Or is this something to pay off some of his cronies inside of Ukraine? Lots of questions to be uh, answered. Joe Biden is right smack dab in the middle of this. And this report that comes out is something that will most definitely make some shock waves around the world. All right, headline number four. 
MSNBC continues debunked story of Trump allowing a Chinese balloon in American airspace. Julio Rosas, MSNBC hosts, gleefully reported multiple times former President Donald Trump allowed Chinese spy balloons to enter U.S. airspace at least three times, despite reporting revealing if it did happen, Trump and many other top officials in his administration were not made aware of the incursions. Tom Elliott, disinformation agent, Joe, NBC, spreads fake news that Trump allowed Chinese spy balloons over U.S. airspace during his presidency. Quote, Donald Trump allowed a balloon to float over Florida in 2019 and didn't shoot it down. How weak, how sad, how incredibly sad, end quote. Well, Joe Scarborough and Mika both have vendettas for Donald Trump for his comments he made about Mika and her facelift back in the early days. And he can, they continue to uh, turn the Morning Joe into the Trump network because they're constantly talking about Trump. They're constantly degrading him, talking down to him, accusing him. And this is just an, another example of fake news coming out of Joe Scarborough's mouth. The guy has no shame. He's not even a Republican. He's lived in New York City so long that he's been completely indoctrinated by the far left. And his wife, Mika, who is a liberal going way back, you can tell by her comments and her actions. So it's very sad. These guys just uh, continue to promote fake news. Donald Trump says it never happened. In fact, uh, General Milley was from what we heard, was withholding information. He thought the informa- He thought he was above the commander-in-chief. This is what's coming out. And so there's a lot of unanswered questions. And, of course, MSNBC is just known for out there promoting fake news and trying to stoke up resentment towards Donald Trump because they can't stand it. All right, headline number three. The FBI believes Catholics who prefer Latin mass are white supremacists. From the post-millennial, the FBI believes that white supremacy has taken root in Catholics who prefer Latin mass, reports whistleblower Kyle Serafin on Uncovered D.C. The FBI's Richmond, Virginia office took their findings from the widely debunked Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC, which was cited in an intelligence bulletin. Catholics who prefer Latin Mass, who are classified as radical traditionalist Catholics per the FBI, are painted as having an adherence to anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ, and white supremacist ideology. Daily Signal, the SPLC, claims it does not brand Christian organizations hate groups merely because they oppose same-sex marriage, but many of its accusations boil down to a disagreement on LGBTQ issues. The SPLC branded the Ruth Institute an anti-LGBT hate group, in part because its founders, Jennifer Robach Morris, called homosexual activity intrinsically disordered, pulling a direct quote from the catechism of the Catholic Church. All right, so first of all, you see how the use of language now, this is the far radical left, this is socialism, this is communist ideology, painting everything as hate groups, especially when it comes to moral issues. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the Catholic Church opposed to LGBTQ. It's in the Bible. 
So to label them as a hate group is a diversion. It is the use of language to control. And there is nothing wrong. And as far as white supremacists, that's another term that's been uh, indoctrinated by the far left to divide races, to put people into categories, to label them as as bad people because they don't agree with LGBTQ and homosexuality and same-sex marriages, which is fine. That's a, that's a religious belief. I think the majority of the American people don't agree with that. It's a very, very small percentage of the population that adheres to homosexuality and LGBTQ issues. So for the FBI to be out there weaponizing and politicizing these uh, moral issues just tells you how far gone the FBI is, and it needs to be restructured, stripped, and built up from the ground up. So this is just another example of how far we've become, this wokeism, and we need to uh, get our arms around it and get rid of it because it's a very destructive, divisive ideology, and it's already permeated into our government, to our corporations, and into our schools. And we have to push back as moral, religious individuals and people that have faith because it's directly in opposition to our belief systems. And because of our First Amendment rights of religious freedom, it imposes and it also discourages religious freedom. So I hope... uh, We can get to the bottom of it, get rid of this stuff, because it's not good for the long-term existence of our republic. All right, headline number two. Church of England reconsiders calling God he. From Reuters, the Church of England will look into the use of gender-neutral terms to refer to God in prayers, but the centuries-old institution said on Wednesday there were no plans to abolish current services. The issue reflects growing global awareness about the assumed usage of pronouns causing offense or upset to those who do not identify with the gender they were assigned at birth. Christians have recognized since ancient times that God is neither male nor female, a spokesman for the church said. Yet the variety of ways of addressing and describing God found in the scripture has not always been reflected in our worship. From Talk TV. The Church of England is considering alternatives to referring to God as he after priests asked to use gender-neutral terms. Town Hall. Now in one church, the Lord's Prayer could soon be passe as the push toward gender-neutral language goes beyond the ivory towers, government buildings, and health care systems. Well, what can I say? I mean, this is, uh, you can see how deeply this has spread, this ideology, the use of pronouns and LGBTQ and non-gender issues. It's really incredible how far this uh, ideology has, in a very recent time frame here, it seems like it's just uh, within the last few years become dominant in all areas, even within the Christian church. Now we're, we, we're, we're seeing it in the school systems. We're seeing it in our corporations, the woke corporations and cancel cultures, and even at the top of our government, the FBI, the DOJ. You're seeing it even being promoted from the president of the United States, talking about transgender issues, these uh, ideas that are completely outside the realm of science and logic and common sense. Now, when we look at the natural world, there are 
some dualities. You see it in many, many different forms, male and female. You see it in electrons and protons. You see it in man and woman. The creation is built on dualities of plus and minus. So we could say that God is a combination of masculine and also feminine characteristics. In other words, there are men and women, which both have the characteristics. A man has a masculine characteristics, and women tend to have a feminine or more softer characteristic. The Holy Spirit is considered to be a feminine characteristic. So in some sense, you could say God encompasses both of those characteristics, both male and female, and that God has a masculine side. When we're talking about God the Father has a very masculine, so we call him he, but also on the feminine side, God is a God of compassion and sensitivity, so he has that attribute of female examples. Just as in every human being, even men have the tendency to have a feminine side, but also a masculine side. But it's not a pronoun. It's not 65 different genders. It's not biologically, if you're a man, that you can become a woman. No, that's impossible. As far as using the use of pronouns, this is very much a far left idea. But the idea of our heavenly creator having a masculine and feminine characteristic I don't see anything wrong with that. All right, headline number one. Former Twitter executives testify before House Oversight Committee. From Bloomberg, former Twitter officials acknowledged that blocking the spread of a news story about Hunter Biden's laptop was a mistake, but they told lawmakers the action was not politically motivated or directed by FBI or U.S. intelligence officials. The comments came Wednesday at hearing House Republicans scheduled to probe the social media company's alleged cooperation with the FBI to squelch the story, now infamous laptop. At the hearing, the House Oversight and Accountability Committee focused on the platform's decision to limit distribution of the unflattering piece by the New York Post that Republicans say show the younger Biden traded on his family name. From Town Hall, AOC calls Twitter's censoring of the Hunter Biden laptop story, quote, a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation, end quote. We're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story, question mark. This is an embarrassment, end quote. Okay, well, this is just the start. Everything's beginning now with the committee hearings. Jim Jordan's uh, getting to the bottom of the Twitter files that Elon Musk released. Unfortunately, the Republicans aren't doing a very good job at asking questions. They're talking too much. They need to ask questions and let the others speak. Let them explain themselves. They don't know how to cross-examine. They're not using their intelligence. The more they talk, the less effective they are. So they need to tighten up their questioning. Let these people uh, talk themselves. They'll put themselves in a position which will reveal who they are. So this is how you cross-examine, and unfortunately they're not doing a very good job, but hopefully they still have time to correct themselves. It's not surprising AOC would make a comment like that. doesn't really matter. When the story comes out, her words really won't mean much anyhow, because once the truth comes out, that's all that we're looking for is the truth. And we can handle the truth. All right, those are your top five headlines for this 
Thursday. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.